0: Welcome to the podcast New Work and Sustainability. My name is Nicole Helmerich. In this podcast, we'll explore cutting-edge new work practices and sustainability practices for your organization, for your team, and for you as a leader. I believe that thinking and practicing sustainability and new work together makes better workplaces. The topic of today's episode is Deep Democracy. I am joined by Virginia Anderson. Virginia is a highly experienced leadership and performance coach, consultant, and trainer. She's passionate about working with and growing leadership awareness skills that translate into inspiring, high-performing teams. Her background as a professional basketball player, referee, and sport coach, gives her a different perspective when working with her clients. She believes that experiencing team dynamics is one of the best ways to embed new skills and knowledge by trusting the intelligence of the collective. Before we jump into the topic, we will start with a check-in. This helps us to get here, to get present, to get focused on what we would like to do now. We do this with our three hashtags And I invite you to also test this out with your team. It's a wonderful way to start meetings, to learn something new about each other. My three hashtags today are new work and sustainability expert, making all voices heard. And my favorite song is Mercedes Sosa, Gracias a la vida. Welcome Virginia Anderson to the show. What are your three hashtags today?
1: hello nicole how are you i have three hashtags and um my first one is basketball refereeing well those that's actually a part of one hashtag (laughs) basketball and refereeing and um my second hashtag is um enjoy life and my third hashtag is mm, i have to think about this one it is um you know passion
0: Wonderful. Thank you for those three hashtags. And our topic today that we both like to talk about is deep democracy meets organizations. So, Virginia, what is deep democracy for you?
1: Mm. Deep democracy, it's, I mean, when we say this word deep democracy, people get like, ooh, democracy, you know, and and you go into the, the aspects of, you know, having a voice and everybody has a chance to speak. And, and that's what really deep democracy is about. It's about um, creating a space for, for all voices to be heard, and especially the marginalized voices. So many times we, we see in, um, in all environments, in organizations, I mean, sport everywhere, wherever you look at it, is um, the loudest voices are the ones we react to. And um, deep democracy is about just creating that space where every single voice is, um, is brought out and which creates actually a huge shift in the environment because sometimes we need to hear things. As they say many times, a person not speaking is the one who's actually screaming.
0: The last sentence that you've just said, the person not speaking is actually one that is, that is screaming. Can you enlarge a little bit on that? How does this work in organizations if we make vo- all voices heard and why is this important for organizations? To do
1: that, mm. um, I mean, I worked many, many years in the financial sector in large international organizations, and um, what I've seen, you know, we have this hierarchy that is that exists these days, and especially in the, the um, in older, well, I'm going to say older companies, because when you're moving into more agile organizations, then it's it's much flatter, and um, it's it's I would say it's based on rank and privilege. You know, the concept that if you have a rank, if you have a title, you have more of a privilege and that person should know everything, (laughs) which, of course, you can't know everything. Yeah. especially if you're becoming a manager leader, it's not about the technical skills. It's more about the behavioral skills. But this concept of um, I need to tell you what to do to justify my job and my position really comes out. And so many times um, it's really, you have a rank and privilege. The higher the, the rank you are, the more voice you have, the lower the rank you are, the, the least voice that you have. And um, this can really affect an, an organization because if you think the, the, the people who are in the more junior roles see and feel what is actually happening when they're working. And if there's something dangerous that happens, um, I mean, this in the, I worked in the financial sector, a fraud, if they don't have a voice you can have severe consequences they know what's going on you know they will see oh the process is not correct something is not right and if they don't have the possibility to escalate this voice quickly and not and not to be afraid then um then again it can really impact you know th- whatever organization that you're working in so what I've seen in in many organizations is um, because of this rank and privilege, the people who are working are told to work, go work. Yeah. And if you ask the leadership, what let's ask the, the people who are working, what they think, what their opinion is, boom, they get you see this fear popping up like, Oh, but I should know what they need. I've done surveys. (laughs) You know, I've, I've um, I should be having meetings with my people, I should know what's going on. But I mean, what's wrong with asking? Right. Yeah, and it, that creates an inclusion. And when, when people are included, they they work better, they are, they become more motivated, and you can create an incredible environment.
0: So deep democracy is is really trying to include every voice. And if I have never heard about this before, how does this work?
1: You have to explain it. <laughs> As <laughs> say, it, and and I have to say, um, it's coming from um, well, from where I learned it was through a company called CRR Global, and um, I'm an organization relationships systems coach, and um, I've been certified, and during the trainings, they brought this um this technique forward, and um, uh, they it came from Arnold Mindell, and it's process work and and interesting books that are that are about that that talk about it but um systemic coaching is about hearing the system and working with the group and the system and um, many people and many organizations um, have not been exposed to it it depends on how mature coaching is in the country where you're living or in the um, sector that you are so education is so so important and we also we love the solution So we must have ideas and, you know, if you bring me in to do a deep democracy, I must know the outcome and all these things. But with deep democracy, it's not about knowing the outcome because we have to trust the people in the system to tell you what they need and what direction they want to go in. So it can create a lot of fear and confusion because many of us like to be in a happy place. And many times in in using these tools, you go into heavy places, difficult places, but to trust the resilience of the people that they will come out and that the system will come back into balance is an unbelievable skill to have if it is a skill. <laughs> yeah it's just this trust that you you have in your people and that um, that you can move forward and it doesn't mean that um, the leadership has to do what the people say. <laughs> You know, you can still have a hierarchy and it's about getting the information that is needed so the right decisions can be or the best decisions can be made at, at um, the right time, hopefully.
0: I find very interesting what you've just said on put people first. So trust, trust in your people, trust in your uh, team, trust in your team members um, so that they can bring in and bring in what they want to bring in into the space and the focus on process, right? So not the focus on a predefined outcome, but uh, the focus on whatever is taking place in a systemic perspective needs to happen and needs to come up. And you have said, it can also get heavy. What do you mean yeah. with that? What happens, there? Can you oh, enlarge yeah. a little bit on that
1: one? Yeah. the The first time I experienced the deep democracy was was in the training. It was a week after, a week or two weeks after um, the terrorist attack that happened in Paris. And the training was held in Paris, so we were physically physically there, and we were learning about this deep democracy. Whenever, whenever you you use the tool you never have a direction in the topic. Yeah. So it has to be something very generic. It could be fear. It could be joy. It could be um, business. It could be what it doesn't matter. Yeah. And the group is choosing what topic they want to work on. So I don't even remember the topic today. <laughs> yeah. But um, what what it was about was what happened in Paris during that terrorist attack. Could have been fear. I can't remember what the topic was. But what was so interesting is that in deep democracy, you don't stand up and declare your own opinions. What you do is you take a role and you step into that role and you declare from that role. So it's so interesting because you can step into another person's or thing's world and feel what it's like to experience it. The topic was around fear, something like that. And um, you had someone stand up and say, you know, I'm a mother, you know, I'm, I'm afraid to go outside. For my children, so in deep democracy, if you agree, you walk towards it. If you disagree, you move away and where the where it became so heavy and so deep was um one person laid on the ground and said, "I'm a terrorist, and I'm dead," and then spoke out, you know whatever that feeling feeling was. another person spoke out and said um, you know i'm I'm the person who has been affected deeply you know in I mean, it went heavy, and it went so heavy that we were all crying to a point, um, but we came out of it. It was so emotional that I I realized the power of this tool. Um, And interestingly, I was a marginalized voice. Yeah, The reason I say that was the training was in French, and my French is not fantastic, (laughs) if I can say. Um, But I was able to step up and take a role and just declare something in French. Very simple wording. And boom, the people all walk towards me. So a
0: role here would be, as you said in the example, I am a mother. And out of this perspective, I say something. And then if people um, feel attracted to the statement, they come closer to me physically, right? Yeah. And if people um, do not feel attracted or disagree to the statement, they move in space a bit further away. This is what I have heard. And also what I heard is that it's it's on many dimensions, deep democracy. So it is on the word that is spoken. It is on the positioning in the room. Mm -hmm. It is also uh, in terms of perception to others in space Mm -hmm. and it is also on the dimension of emotions so it actually takes the whole person Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and also it's about i'm going to say the energy of the space too Mm -hmm. so we can see you know if if a group of people all turn and give a nasty look (laughs) people feel it yeah if a Piece of the room, all of a sudden, bursts into laughter. People feel it, and um, what's so interesting is that these type of um, um, I'm going to say energies. I think that's probably the easiest word to say are shifting in the room. The emotions are shifting in the room, and um, even if you're in a heavy, deep place, there's a point where the system it's not the people, but the system is saying, "I don't want to be here anymore." And then somebody might take a role and say, "I am hope," you know? So they, it doesn't have to be a person. I am hope, and I believe in in man, you know, in humankind, and I know we can get through this. Boom, another shift. Then all of a sudden, there's a shift to another space. And in in deep democracy, it's about trusting the system will come back into balance because every system wants. To, I'm gonna say every team, every system, every relationship, whatever you want to say, wants to come back into balance. And when it d- does that, that's where you have this shift where it's balancing itself out, and then learnings, learnings start to come.
0: Tension and conflict is part of the thing, right? So, how do you deal as a facilitator with that when when strong tensions or or of the of sorts are coming up? How do you walk people through?
1: You, um, you reveal the system to itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's terminology coming from systemic coaching is um, if you see that there's a shift that is feeling, you feel heaviness, then you, then you say, wow, I'm feeling heaviness here. What's it like? So you help the system see it, or you help the, the, the group see what is happening. And what you're doing is you're creating a, a group intelligence, yeah so the the people are able to see what is happening and it's not individuals it be it's some um, it's the power of the system you know that is coming out I did a deep democracy we had about 70 people it was on a very specific topic they were taking the roles of the topics do you have a um, a determined contract temporary contract do you have a indefinite contract so the group um said one person said i am the de- the um, temporary contract, and I'm frustrated, and I never know what is happening in my life. <laughs> the typical things you hear. Um, there were 70 people in the room, and I would say 50 people all walked towards it, towards this role, which was a huge voice. Yeah, and so when you see this movement, it's about um, stepping in and saying, wow, I mean, what was it like for all of you to see this massive movement toward this role. And then other people start to speak when they're in that space of the role. So then voices come out, ideas come out. Um, you had another person who said, I am, a, um, I am the indefinite contract, and I'm happy, and I'm, I'm content, and life is easy. Ten people walked over there. So you say, wow, I'm really curious. It's a much smaller shift. What is going on here? So you, again, you reveal what is going on. Um, what was so interesting was um, the leader of that department or division. Um, they uh, they said, "Oh my God, why didn't you tell me so many people are affected? I didn't realize it." And it's it's like, but you can see it on paper, <laughs> you know. Right. It was a very different voice. And what was interesting is that um, at that organization, there was a specific strategy. You had a lot of people who would. Temporary contracts and nothing could be changed. And it didn't matter because the division director said, You know, I am going to take this to the senior management. I'm going to let them know how you feel. I have no control over the outcome. I probably can't do anything about it, but I will at least be your voice. Everything became calm. It was quite amazing because they knew nothing probably would be changed. But all of a sudden, again, there's this shift in the system saying, But you heard us. And that's all we needed. Yeah.
0: So, so being heard and, and having a voice seems to be very powerful for for all sorts of groups, be it teams, um, be it also civil society groups, having that opportunity to voice whatever is on your mind, in your heart, uh, whatever you're feeling. And it's interesting what you described, that the system kind of allows for that when you open up that space and that sometimes action... Can follow but need not to follow. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't have to. It's just, it's just, it's there. Yeah, it's um, being recognized. And um, I mean, if you think <laughs> that, um, how many times we're sitting there? People come to work. You know, they're doing their job. Yeah, and um, and nobody says good morning <laughs> or hello. They're sitting there. They're frozen they don't breathe, (laughs) you know, their, their job justification is um, their hands on their computer and staring at their screen. And um, just to, to create a shift of, you know, how is everybody today walking in, you know, walking into the room, um, creating an environment, an inclusive environment, you know, all those, those key words being inclusive, um, you know, engagement, motivation, these are simple. These can be simple things. If you just walk up to somebody and say, you know, what's your opinion on that?
0: Right. So here you talk about that deep democracy is also a way to lead, uh, an attitude, a way to relate, right? Yeah. Um, how do we how do we relate to each other with this? What do we do? And how do we use those little interventions of um, walking to somebody and walking to a group and, and, and asking, what's up? How are you? How are things? What's on your mind um, to really allow that sharing? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I have a I have an interesting example. I was working in an insurance company setting up their learning and development department and also was working closely with the, the senior management. And um, in one department, and it was the finance department, uh, it was really interesting because the um, the head of the department said, we're not a team. You know, I, 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 everyone is sitting there and they no one's speaking, you know, they're all with their heads down and all of these things. And, um, and I use different techniques. We didn't use deep democracy, but it was that the mindset of, of the voice of, of everyone. And what was so interesting is that many of them had, had, um, I used a, a personality assessment tool, you know, that we were all looking at and it's a communication tool. And um, they said, well, when we're stressed, we want to be perfect. Okay. And because we want to be perfect, we're not going to talk to anybody (laughs) because we have (laughs) deliveries. (laughs) In the financial side, if you're going to put out a financial report, it needs to be perfect. (laughs) So, um, and most of the team had this way of working. So it had nothing to do with them not wanting to share, you know, and be with the team. But for them, it was being perfect and executing a quality job. So I helped her see the system, see the group and how they are working and functioning together and um, understanding where her, her, you know, business deadlines and to watch how the group is is working together. And if you, if she sees them coming up to a deadline and nobody, <laughs> everyone is, Whoa, it's like, ah, they're being perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's happening. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um Exactly, and and it was a it was a shift. And if you had somebody else who had a different personality who needed to connect more with people, then they could create their own communication charter, you could call it, to help everybody's needs be fulfilled. So they're they're seeing what is in the group, and and again, it is like a deep democracy, and not an official using the tool, but it's how you're reading the system and flowing, and maybe helping that person realize the one who needs contact, say just wait wait for the deadline and bring cookies and <laughs> <You laughs> bring cakes yeah afterwards. Right. You know, and then then you will have that connection. So it it's it's really going deeper into what are you seeing within the group and helping the management see the group from a different perspective.
0: And asking mm-hmm. before evaluating, right? Asking before yeah. judging, asking before knowing or thinking, you know, what's going on, right. So um, that, that was interesting, because you said the leader went in and said, we're not a team. And then by going through that uh, small process, small intervention, he found or she found out something totally different was actually happening. So so that, that that's very interesting here. I have another thought. Um, you have described this face-to-face and many people are working remote now. Mm. And um, I had the pleasure, I think it is almost two years ago, when you came into the facilitation lab and new work practices meetup uh, that I've run with Annette and we did deep democracy on an online platform, Willow. Willow, uh, um, and it worked. So uh, how is this different if we compare A deep democracy, remote with a deep democracy, face
1: to face. Um, I would say the biggest thing is you can feel the emotional field easier when you're in a room with people. Mm -hmm. I mean that that is. But there are two different different perspectives. One is um, it's very diff. It's it's not easy to have a helicopter view or meta view where you can stand above and you can see what is actually happening in the flows. Um, if you've ever um, gone to a sports game, could be any, any sports game, could be basketball, could be football, and you're sitting at the top bleacher <laughs> and then you have this view and you can see how everything is forming and, and working. I love to do that actually. It's not too easy to do that when you're physical you know, because you're actually seeing you're, you're on the same level as everyone else. Now, if you're using a WELO platform or a different platform um, here, you actually have an absolute um, helicopter meta view. So you can really see the the changes and the motion and the movement. Um, And there you have to really tap into um, tone of voice, you know, when someone speaks and, and feeling in the system, you know, what is, what is going on? It's just different skills. It's practice, and it's um, as a facilitator or coach, you need to really you need to reveal what is being seen. So you have to help the group in either scenario see what is going on. Again, revealing the emotional field that you're feeling, because you can feel things. I mean, if nobody moves, it's like, ooh, there's no movement at all here. What's going on? Even if their cameras are off and <laughs> nobody is doing anything, that's, that's a voice of something right yeah or if um every, everybody jumps over and everyone's jumping around again that's that's a voice of something and in both platforms whether it's online or, or not it's still there it's just seeing it in, in mm-hmm. it's and we call it different levels of listening in, in in the coaching coaching world and it's um like level 3 what is happening in the environment and how can you read and see what is going on when i'm refereeing basketball games it's, it's a wonderful place to practice because I'm reading the, the energy. And when all of a sudden it's about to go crazy, I need to blow the whistle, yeah, in a fair way. If it's not fair, of course, it can explode. But it can explode if you don't blow the whistle, if that makes sense. And blowing the whistle is calming down the energy. Right. Yeah. With the deep democracy, we step in and we step out as a facilitator or coach. We drop something. We see if it works, if it works, great. If it doesn't work, great, then move on. And that's something leadership can easily do that. You can walk in and boom, you can ask a question. It's when you're curious. It's, it's about being curious, removing your assumptions, which are really difficult, <laughs> of course, and um, really seeing and hearing what is important for the group and letting go and letting them go in a certain direction and not you saying, I know this is what you need because we don't know unless we ask
0: right so asking and really wanting to hear the answers and really wanting to hear the voices seems to be also a core part of that um, process Um, i have heard learned lots about how you get started um, so that uh, the participants get to choose the topic um how you walk through the process and how do you then know when the end is there and how do you kind of um end the whole process and what do you do with what you've learned in that process afterwards
1: Mm, yeah that's the tricky part (laughs) (laughs) so it's um we say there's always an arc you know in any kind of um intervention training whatever it might be and There's a point where you feel that the voice is, it's just, it's, um, the energy's out. Yeah. And, um, but there's times where you have to stop because there's a, there's a, there's a a break. I find there's, there's times where you're like, okay, I think it's time to stop and the system doesn't let you. I mean, I've had it a couple of times where they're like, no, we're not stopping. (laughs) It's like, okay, again, I'm listening to the system. Or there's the point where you say, okay, now it's time to, um, to lock it in. And, and what happens there is, is that you get everybody at that point to be in many groups or pairs and to just talk about where they are at that point in time and what are their learnings that are coming out. And then, again, you start to share what are those learnings, and that's where you're documenting stuff quickly with that type of talking that is going on then you moved which is really important to the emo- emotional debrief yes yeah and the emotional debrief has n- don't let them go back to the topic or the points that are coming up it's about how do you feel now you know and i had it once where it was during uh, an event called play 14. i was testing out the tool all of a sudden, at the end, I did the emotional debrief, and he says, I'm frustrated. I'm, I'm unhappy. I'm confused. Ugh. And, of course, I'm freaking out because I'm thinking, oh, my God, what is going on here? <laughs> you know, it's not working. Ah. And, of course, that's what happens when you're facilitating these things because you have no control. I said, okay, if you can take how you're feeling right now and all of that wisdom, how can you move forward? Right. And so there, all of a sudden, boom, then you get another shift. And then from that point is, okay, what are outcomes that that you want to work on? What inspirations? And all of a sudden, boom, shifted. And you get the topics for them that are important for them to work on. Then it's the normal, you know, these are the topics that are popping up. And then from there, again, do you... Do you need to use different coaching tools or just um, execution practices, things that you need to get done? You're in a point where the system knows, the group knows that um, they've had a voice and they have ideas that, um, that can be taken forward. And again, maybe you don't have time. You, haven't, you can only choose one. And then again, what is in the hierarchy and who's allowed to make those choices and decisions in order to move forward on whatever's come out? So again, it doesn't mean everybody. It's a democracy. Everybody has a voice, and, and uh, chaos. And no, it's um, it's um, there is a structure behind it, and most people have no idea that there is a structure <laughs> behind it.
0: Yeah, it's very um, helpful that you walked us through this whole this whole process, and I can, I can tell out of experience, it's even more eye-opening when doing it uh so like not talking about it but when actually experiencing it um it's it's very strong because it, it taps on so many different dimensions and so many different elements of of myself as an individual but also how i relate how i relate to in the group um, so i can only invite people to to, um, to test it out, to try it out. Um, uh, it's a very interesting tool to work with teams and, uh, and also to work in, in organizations. Is there anything um, that I, I haven't asked so far that you think that's very important uh, when you, we talk about deep democracy in, in order to make this conversation complete?
1: I would say if you're somebody who's passionate about using these type of tools, deep democracy tools, not to be afraid to present it to your clients, yeah? And we need, we need to spread the word, yeah? We need to get out there. I mean, I, I have a dream, it's a funny dream. Um, here in Luxembourg, it's a small country, and I thought how fun would it be to have a flash mob in the center of the town and do a deep democracy with the prime minister there.
0: Wow, <laughs> that's a great dream. Like right
1: out in front of his place, which is possible, because Luxembourg is so small and for people to just you know choose whatever they want to talk about and then he has a chance to maybe even be a part of it and think I mean how how cool that would be
0: (laughs) yeah that would be pretty cool
1: (laughs) yeah so so this is my dream I mean it it would be fun (laughs) but who knows if it would ever work
0: you never know you never know
1: yeah so don't be afraid um And the biggest advice I had is don't be afraid to let go to um, as comes from, you know, Arnold Mendel, his book, um, you know, I think it's standing in the fire. Don't be afraid to stand in the fire and trust that um, the people have the ability to move forward in the wisdom. The more we suppress people, the less unhappy they're going to be. And when we can bring out these, the voices, all the different types of voices you know, it's um, it's a different world, and again, we don't have to accept everything. You still can have a structure and a hierarchy in place that helps the information flow.
0: If you look at this rich conversation we just had, what's what's your takeaway from the conversation?
1: I would say even for myself, um, I I uh, I, I train people to become coaches, and um, and to get certified, and I use individual and systemic. And I have chosen not to put deep democracy in the training. I think I'm afraid. And um, (laughs) um, and I think I need to stop being afraid. I want to teach them the skills, but I also then, I mean, deep democracy is an incredible way to learn how to be a systemic coach also. So I I think I, I need to not be afraid and I need to share much more to more people so they can try this tool. So we can we can spread the goodness, and so I think with my that's my learnings I've had today that I'm um, talking about it that um I need to get it out there
0: <laughs> <laughs> excellent, and I know you already get it out there quite a bit, so that's great, and that can always be scaled. Um, I take from this conversation that there seems to be a lot of overlap um, between deep democracy and business constellations, as I've learned it from in Zasparra from systemic approach in, in Munich. And um, that I would love to have a second part at some, at some uh, point to, to see how are those overlaps um, and how are they different. But that would um, kind of uh, go too far for, for the session today, but this just came to my mind. I've been really enriched by this conversation. Thank you very much uh, for being on the show. This is wonderful and if people like to know more about you and your work where can they find you
1: well i'm i'm on linkedin virginia anderson but anderson is a name of many people have this name so maybe i'm not so easy to be found Um, my company is called matrix consulting so you have um, www.matrix.lu is my my website i post quite often and i if i'm doing a fun interesting tool i might even post videos so you can see the interesting uh you know tools that are happening in real life
0: (laughs) excellent there's a wonderful soccer game you can see um in an intervention that i've been part of that uh, is also wonderful to see on linkedin we will put those informations also into the show notes so uh, people can find you and thanks again virginia for joining the show today
1: it's my pleasure it's been great to share and thank you
0: If you like what you heard, tell me about it and let's continue the conversation on LinkedIn. Come back next time and recommend the show to your colleagues and friends.